give them a really good customer experience. And what better customer experience can you give them than helping them get to their objective even faster? Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Honest E-Commerce. My name's Chase Clymer. Chilling out. It's 1pm here in uh, Columbus, Ohio. It's not sunny, though. It's terrible. Uh, but calling from literally across the world. Uh, today, we're welcoming to the show Sharam from DataQ. So Sharam is staying up until 2am to have this conversation. So first of all, I just want to say thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. I was looking forward to this. So very happy to be on this. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm learning a lesson with just this podcast in general right here. This one that I'm talking about with you is I should start recording these things like the second people get on the phone because uh, unfortunately all of our listeners missed a lot of really cool stuff we were talking about beforehand. So I had to cut them off and say like let's just get into it because this is going to be a fun one. So other than staying up till two a.m. in Singapore, what do you do? Tell us a bit about DataQ before we kind of get into the more of the nitty gritty. Sure. So DataQ um, basically changes. A website to match the content that every visitor is interested in. So if you think about a regular website, you basically try to make the perfect website for everyone, right? So you know, if I come in, I see the homepage, and you've got a great um, returning visitor who's bought from you loads of times. He also sees the same content. So Amazon really uh, push this idea that, hey, like, why do we do this? Why do we have the same website for everyone? Um, why don't we try to, you know, that, that's where this idea of personalization came in. I think the best example, which you can probably, I can think of is right, YouTube. So when you go to YouTube, your YouTube looks different from me. So where are we trying to bring this concept wholesale to e-commerce? So let's make the perfect site for each visitor rather than the perfect site, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I think personalization is huge these days. Uh, you see it in marketing automation, where it's it's hitting people up uh, with kind of more unique information that's like specific to their customer journey. So, kind of taking that content and also putting it on a website is, you know, obviously the next step. And is that what is that what pr- uh, products like DataQ like help people do on Shopify stores? Exactly. I mean, it's I, I think what you're kind of uh, getting at there is it's, it's a bit of like a maturity curve, right? So I think we can already start by saying personalization is not for everyone. Uh, if you've got very few products or if you're just getting started out, like personalization is probably the last thing you should be thinking about. You should be focusing on your basics like ads and things like that, um, getting a nice speedy website done. But you know, just to get to your question, once you've got that all your basics nailed nailed down, then you can start thinking about okay, so I'm getting all these visitors. How do I make more of them convert? And you know, one of the things which is pretty clear is well, you give them a really good customer experience. And what better customer experience can you give them than helping them get to their objective even faster? That makes a lot of sense. And I like how you pointed out there that like don't jump into personalization if you're just getting started out because you don't have enough data to do what what it is these programs will do. Yeah. Is there like a certain uh, threshold or traffic level that uh, you kind of say like this would probably like be the borderline of like when you should start thinking about a product like this? 
Yeah, I mean, we recently changed our pricing to make it friendlier to everyone because unfortunately not many people like to listen to our advice. We get we keep getting people signing up who don't really have too many orders. Um, so um, I think the first thing you want to do is to check whatever product that you're looking at from a pricing perspective, does it give me a good return, right? So, so for instance, if you're going to be spending, I don't know, $100 a month on a personalization solution, you better make sure that that app is going to give you at least a thousand dollars, like a ten to one ROI, just for it to make sense. Like if you're just getting started, you're much better off spending that a hundred dollars on, you know, maybe a little bit more ads or maybe a nicer theme or something like this. So typically, what I'd say is um, the easy one is looking at products. So if you've got something like ten products, which you know a lot of successful businesses have, then you shouldn't go anywhere near personalization because you can just put all ten products on your homepage and you're done. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a lot more, so let's say, you know, like hundreds or thousands of SKUs, now personalization gets interesting. So now the second thing you've got to look at is just your revenue. Like how much um, revenue are you currently making? If you're making something like 10K USD a month, I'd say that's a pretty good uh, sign that you've got all your basics intact and you're looking to, and, and you're in a good place to, you know, uh, get to the next level. But if you're doing a little bit less than that, I think it's okay too. But if you're really just starting out, then uh, I think, you know, it's just, it just, I think the revenue is just a good proxy for whether you've got all your basics together. Um, I think once you've got your basics together, that's a good time to get to personalization. Does that help? No, it does make help. And it, I think the one part they're just talking about is like, first of all, you got to have sales coming in. Yeah. Uh, cause without that, you can't really do anything. I think that like once you start hitting the multiples of thousand a month, now you've definitely figured out like your product market fit. Like you've got a product that people actually want at this point. Yes. So now you can make the experience better to try to increase it. So talking about personalization more, um, as I was listening to you, it kind of dawned on me that I feel like this is almost like an evolution of uh, what people were doing when they were building out funnels with microsites. It's almost uh, instead of building you know, a, an individual web page for each specific offer, uh-huh. you are now just building a single web page that has dynamic offers that will automatically show them to the people it makes sense to. Do you think that's is that correct in thinking that? Yeah, I, I really like the way you put that because that's kind of one of the tips I give uh, store owners of a way to get started with personalization without investing in a tool just to see how it works. So you just make a whole bunch of landing pages for different um, like uh, segments and start with that. And if that's working really well, then you know logical next step is just to automate the whole thing. You know, like if you're a fashion store and you've predominantly got men and women coming in, there's really nothing stopping you right now to make a mystore.com slash men, mystore.com slash women, and just uh, be personalized immediately there, right? No, yeah, there's nothing stopping you. And that would make more sense, uh, especially with your retargeting campaigns. Uh, like, yeah. you know, through Facebook and Instagram, you can just say, like, only show this to women, only show this to men. And and right there, you're already you're already personalizing stuff and creating segments. Uh, so right there, that is a golden nugget. Everyone should just go do that with their ads if they're not doing it right <laughs> now. It's it's a it's a quick and easy win. <laughs> yeah. So where that gets really interesting, though, right, is that every time people talk about personalization, um, people think demographics, right? So you think, okay, uh, male age thirty five living in California or what have you, just you know stuff like that. But one of the things which I found doing personalization is that demographics tends to be a pretty bad indicator of what they're going to buy because people are just so random, right? So like, for instance, 
I've got a 14 month old baby. So if you were looking at just my demographics, um, you're just going to be show, you're just going to show me all like men's stuff, right? Like you're going to show me pants, maybe jackets, things like that. But maybe I'm just looking something, looking for something for my baby today. And so my behavior is going to be completely different, uh, like to what you predict based on demographics. So that's where you really see tools like personalization or like tools like us or, you know, whoever else, uh, really shine because what, Tools like us do is we don't really look too much at demographics because number one, we don't have that data. That's, you know, that's the kind of stuff Facebook and Google collect, but we don't do that. And the second one is just like I said, it's not really that it's not very useful. For me, it's much more useful to know that you came on the site and you search for, I don't know, um, uh, baby diapers or something like that. And now I know, and I don't really care who you are. I just know that you're interested in purchasing something in this category. And now I can just personalize the whole experience in real time to that intent. Does that make sense? No, that does make sense. So I guess uh, I'm, now I'm just going to start like uh, annoying you about <laughs> go for it. Not specific use cases, but like what do you see other than like search intent? Like what are what are some of the other ways in which people are utilizing the software to personalize their websites? And you know, are there some that are like almost. Uh, a little bit more strange that are working. Huh, so that's an interesting one. I don't know about strange, but I, I think if, if I tell you what the metrics we use, I, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to think that it makes sense. Um, I mean, product clicks are an obvious one, right? So if you click on a product, it's pretty clear you, you, you're interested in that. And then um, we also look at how much time you spent on a certain product by looking at it, because we know how much, you know, between each page view, we, we know roughly how much time you spend on it. We also look at what you previously ordered if you have bought before. Um, that's not that useful, but it does help um, a little bit. Um, and then obviously your searches. So these are the main ones. Um, we are looking at like some other signals, but I mean, these are the ones which I think are the most predictive because I think the most important thing which I've learned doing this is that um, prediction is kind of a lot of BS. Um, you, you can't really predict what someone's going to buy tomorrow. It's really hard because people are so random. Like you, I, I think you can do it in a little bit, but um, the most important thing which I found is to be real time. Uh, and that's just really just like, what is this person doing right now on my site? And what can I do to make that intent even easier? Because, um, I mean, you probably have this experience in YouTube. Like, you go on YouTube, you see all these videos. Some percentage of the time, you'll be like, oh, okay, that looks interesting. I'll click on that. But, you know, quite a, quite a few times, you're probably going to be like, no, I actually want to watch this particular video. And you're going to start searching for it. So um, a good personalization solution needs to really cater for both of those use cases. Let's be honest today. All of your customers are going to have questions. And what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous. And Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e-commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rothy's. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard so you can solve their problem as quickly as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.link slash honest. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot L-I-N-K slash H-O-N-E-S-T to get your second month free. Absolutely. So once you're you know starting to track this stuff and you're using something like this, what are you 
so what are you swapping out on the website? Like what how is it being personalized? Are we uh, just you know changing up the products that are showing up on the home page? Are we you know changing up offers? Like what are we doing? Yeah, great question. Uh, and, and honestly, this is the one which we get like lots of feedback on from stores, uh, like merchants who keep saying, "Hey, can you do this? Can you do that?" But right now, um, we're trying really hard to move away from product recommendations because that's pretty much what everybody does. But you know, don't get me wrong. Product recommendations are awesome. They they do work. Um, so you know, so so I think we don't need to dive into the product recommendations too much because I think people are pretty familiar with that. On top of that, we do banners. So you know, when you go on a homepage, um, you'll see things like a slider or different uh, image uh, images uh, announcing collections and things like that. So we we can dynamically change all those images per visitor. Um, and then we do things like notifications. So, um, you know, on, on a lot of e-commerce sites, people do these pop-ups, which is like, you know, 20% off if you buy today or something like that. But I personally never really liked those. So this is a bit of a pet peeve of mine. So we had this thing where, you know, when you go on Facebook and Instagram, you get a bell icon with notification of something you care about. So we, we sort of implemented the same thing with an e-commerce site. So if I went to a site last week and I looked at a product and this week that same product is on discount, we'll put a little bell icon with a little red dot on it. So you click on it and you'll see that, oh, that product you looked at last week, yeah, it's on discount today. So it's, it's like a relevant notification that's personalized, but it's like it's driving purchase urgency in a nice way. So um, we also do things like if you looked at a product, it was out of stock, then like this week when you're back, it's back in stock, we'll give you an alert. And the same thing if uh, it's low in stock, right? So that's something you probably care about because uh, people generally tend to open a million tabs and look at the same product in lots of different sites. So I think it's interesting uh, for customers to know that, hey, like that product you like, well, it's low in stock. So you might want to pull the trigger pretty soon. That's awesome. Uh, those are those are amazing ways to try to try to push the needle forward. So with uh, the the personalization, I'm assuming it's tying it to uh, IP addresses or whatnot. Uh, how long is that personalization around? Do you need to have their email? Do you need to have their you know what like all, all information? Uh, do you need? Are we can we do this with anonymous traffic and it'll remember what they were doing? Yeah, great question. I mean, uh, we. Dedicate is relatively new. I think we're about a year and a half old, almost two. Um, and uh, it's kind of in the aftermath of all the privacy stuff exploding, right? So I, I think as an industry, we've got quite a lot to do to get people to trust back. So we designed it to be pretty privacy conscious. So uh, we don't uh, track IP addresses or anything like that. All we do is we, we, we assign a random number um, to your browser. And so I don't really care that you're Chase. I'll just call you A1. And then I'll just know that A1 looked at this product or that product and things like that. So if you clear your cookies or you use another browser, we don't know it's you. Um, but if you log in to Shopify, and then I can link that A1 to uh, your email. And then uh, through that, um, once you log in, then obviously any device that you use, if you are logged in, will follow the same recommendation. Awesome. That's cool. So it's it's a good fine line there between uh, being overtly creepy and just being like, we're just trying to make your experience better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think this space is going to see a lot of... Uh, I mean, I, I think the, the idea behind privacy is a really good one. Like, I, I think you, you need to really explain to people how you're using your data. And I think a really important one is don't collect data that you don't need. Like, just take the most basic... The, the most basic 
thing that you could use. So in our case, we don't need your email address. So if you've signed in, then yes, we can use it. But if you haven't signed in, there's no need for me to try to find it in any other way. So um, as long as we're just being really transparent with how you're using it and you actually get a service out of it, um, I think most people are, are cool with that. Awesome. Yeah. Now, is there anything that I haven't asked you about personalization that you think would be worthwhile to share with the audience? Um, I think the space in general is exploding. Uh, in, I mean, I was in a couple of e-commerce conferences uh, in Amsterdam and... I, I swear to you, I think like 60 or 70% of the talks were some form of personalization. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of talk about it. But I, I, I think it's still one of those things which is um, kind of a little mysterious. Because when, when you start an e-commerce site and you, you, you look at your basics and things to do, nobody's going to question that you have to do email marketing. Nobody's going to question that you need a really fast website and all of those stuff. So what, you're, what I'm finding in this space is that you have a lot of companies that have a very different, maybe let's say a point of view. Um, you know, with email marketing, it's kind of standard. Like you've got your basic things, like you've got to send an abandoned card email. You've got to do, you know, there's a, there's a few things that you know you just have to do. Whereas with personalization, I think beyond product recommendations, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I think anyone listening to this, and if it, this does sound interesting, I would highly encourage you to do your research and see. Um, I mean, there's, a, there's quite a few people out there um, and just look at like their point of view and um, what they um, want to uh, achieve with personalization and see if that fits with your strategy. Uh, I mean, I can talk about us personally. Like for us, I think um, we see a lot of value in doing sort of like a smart homepage. So for us, we think the homepage is one of your most important destinations of your site. It's the first thing people see. It's the first view of your brand and things like that. So we think that making that more intelligent and more smarter is a good way to go. But you know, you might find some other products that have a slightly different view. So um, I'd, I'd encourage you to you know, anyone listening in to just uh, look into it and see which one fits. Awesome. Awesome. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show here. Now, I know that you guys were going to uh, help out listeners of, of the show if they were interested in learning more about DataQ. Um, we've been trying to get you on this podcast for uh, a few weeks now, um, but you did have an <laughs> offer here. Uh, I know it, email support at dataq.co and just mention the Honest Ecommerce podcast, and they're gonna they're gonna help you out and waive the first month of the fee if it makes sense for you. Uh, it sounds like he's gonna turn a few of you away that need to kind of focus on other stuff though, which is <laughs> which is if everything's important, nothing's important. You just need to make sure that it's the right thing to be doing at the right time. Exactly, and and hey, like you can use that email address to even. Uh, ask me any questions. I'm more than happy to help out if uh, there's something that's on your mind and you you want to just clarify something. Um, I mean, uh, the reason I even got into this is that I used to be a data scientist at TripAdvisor. And one of the things that really motivated me to start DataQ was I thought that things like AI and machine learning were just really these big buzzwords that the really large companies were really good at, but the small, medium companies were you know, really just not very sure how to use it. And so I wanted to do something with DataQ where I would just like do this black box where um, you just need to know, okay, how can you actually benefit from it without having to know all the math and all that stuff behind it. So if, if uh, even if you, you know, you guys are just looking into this and you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. I'll be happy to help you. Awesome. Sharam, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all those insights with the audience. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Chase. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. 
we've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.